0: Now, I know you can hear the smile all in my voice because I am grinning from ear to ear and ready to invite you to join me for the Mavens Making Money Moves. Now, this event was curated to help you improve your financial wellness, and I'm excited to be one of the speakers for the day to help you get your money up. Yes, I'm here for you, honey. So go ahead and secure your seat for this digital event. Yes, I said digital for October 10th for a half a day of great speakers and amazing content now registration is going to close on September 30th so I need y'all to go ahead and head down to the show notes click on the link or go ahead and type in myrashaw.com forward slash money moves in order to get your ticket now and reserve that seat that's m-i-a-r-a-s-h-a-w dot com forward slash m-o-n-e-y-m-o-v-e-s and y'all know i'm all about learning by example and not a bunch of bull and this is no different this digital experience was created to help you improve your financial wellness by gaining funding resources resetting your financial plan. Plans for your business, reducing your debt with technology and apps, gaining information on real estate investing and financial planning, networking with advisors, mentors, and fellow Mavens, and also leaving equipped to make empowered financial decisions. Now, who you know don't need that. So not only do you need to sign up, go ahead and make sure you send this link out and get all your girls and everyone else to sign up for this. The Experience Day will also include an interactive beauty line lounge music and giveaways announced throughout the event and again registration closes on september 30th so join me by securing your seat at Myrashaw.com forward slash money moves that's m-i-a-r-a-s-h-a-w.com forward slash m-o-n-e-y-m-o-v-e-s i can't wait to see you at this amazing digital event you won't want to miss it Hello, you all know that you are on my mind. I hope that you all are staying safe, well, happy, and as invested in your goals and dreams as you should be. This is where we're headed. There's a lot going on. However, I want you to find a place to keep that focus. I just felt the need to say that first today. But on today's episode of Now That's Life, we're going to discuss how to become a leader and step into your own definition of what it is is to be a leader. We will also be learning from a wonderful person in my life. This is my brand strategist, who is also a close friend. She will not only bring in the facts and the research behind becoming a leader, but also her own experiences as a successful entrepreneur, mother, wife, and so much more. So let's dig into leadership and how we can expand our horizons in all parts of our lives, even with outside pressures, difficulties, trauma, and stressful times i'm your host dr nina ellis hervey a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of texas and louisiana a nationally certified school psychologist a licensed specialist in school psychology a certified professional life coach a clinic director and also an associate and tenured professor and this is the now that's life podcast and while I want this podcast to be a helpful and a great resource to you it is not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional I want to first thank you all for connecting with me across social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter YouTube I really do listen to you all. I can't respond to every email and every DM, but you best know that I just about read all of them. And I try to make sure that I take your feedback in order to make sure that these podcast episodes, my videos, all of those things align to give you value. So again, I thank you. You and your time are priceless and I do appreciate you as a part of a wonderful tribe. So y'all today's episode is super special and I know I say that about all of them but look they are like these these my peoples that are coming on y'all they're just special people that know how to keep it not only lively but 100 in every sense of the word. I'm just so happy that they're coming to impart their knowledge and thoughts and thoughtful processes in life and being transparent with you about their experiences and Dana is no different. She is just a gem and has shared so much with me that has motivated me. I have seen her just be an amazing, beautiful, sweet, kind, caring, and Just a still a powerhouse in every way. And I've learned so much from her, so much from her. And so I want to tell you a little bit more about Dana. Dana James Mwangi is the founder of Cheers Creative, a branding and web consultancy that helps businesses build a strong presence online. Dana's work, story, and writings about branding, design, and entrepreneurship are featured and referenced in Forbes, Essence, Canada Learning Code, and more. And y'all, if you go over to my website, DrNinaEllisHerbie.com, that is her work as well. Dana is a boss. Amazing in every sense of the word. And not only that, a lot of her just skills are self-taught as well. She knows her stuff inside and out. But I'm not going to keep on talking because y'all got a whole episode of her to listen to. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be here. And you know, I've I've told you that this season two is full of amazing guests and people who are going to be here to really facilitate even more learning and development for us. I feel like season one was so full of me making sure that you all understood various parts and dimensions of me. Now I want to make sure I connect you with the people Who, you know, I either make up my team, my network, uh, a lot of my friendships, a lot of the people I admire. And that's no different today because we got Mrs. Dana James Mwangi, like co extraordinary, (laughs) amazing brand strategy and design I, I just just an amazing mind. And you know, guys, I've been blessed to really have her as a part of my life, not only as my brand strategist, but also as a dear friend of mine. So I am excited today because I know it's about to go down. But before we start it, <laughs> I got Dana. She going to tell you all. I know I read her bio, but I want her to introduce herself to you all and let you know how amazing she is. <laughs> I love that introduction so much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Nina. Well, okay. I'm Dana James Moronga. I'm based in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a branding and web consultant. I am someone who uh, worked for corporate America for many years and decided to start my own business, helping business owners in my community through brand design, web design, and brand consulting. The name of my business is Cheers Creative, and it has taken me on an amazing ride um, where we have uh, clients all over the world. Um, We're speaking, we're teaching, we're designing for clients that we absolutely love, and it's been an amazing ride. Awesome. Yes. And she, you know, of course she can't tell y'all all the amazing stuff in one, one fell swoop, but I'm gonna tell you this, we will definitely be having her on for some other shows to discuss other topics, but specifically today, today, what I wanted to focus on because Dana is a revered and regarded leader. And I think it's important for us to continue to focus on this confidence journey. And um, you all know that I talk about that a lot and some of the guests have talked about that, but we want to talk about keeping the confidence while becoming the leader you want to see. And that's across your life, your work, your business, and your spirituality, because I feel like so many of us end up being lost, especially mm. as we get older on mm-hmm. what leadership is and what confidence is and how to restore that. So Dana, if you could mm-hmm. do us a favor and go down memory lane, tell us a mm. bit about where you've come from mm-hmm. and where you are now. We're going to talk a little bit later about where you're headed, but we're going to talk about oh. where, you come from where you are now. All right. Well, I, I got you on that because, uh, your girl remembers, okay? I I uh, was always, I was the, um, the art kid in school, always drawing. Um, every chance I got, I was always drawing. Uh, but then I chose art as a career and that became a surprise to everyone because art was a hobby, not a career. But I said, you know what? I'm going to pursue it anyway. I went to school and I studied graphic design. Um, the first school I went to, I didn't do that good. Dropped out. Um, got back in school at another school, had an amazing time at that school, did extremely well at that school, became pregnant with my first son, had to sit out. I said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So then I started doing freelance while I was out of school. So like I said, when I get back in school, I'll use this freelance as my makeshift curriculum, if you will, um, until I can get back into school. And I got back into school, not only did I have this real world work. But it was so impressive that I was getting internships um, and I was sort of kind of ahead um, in my classwork because I was working with real people, not just doing class projects. And so then Mm -hmm. I I graduated. Yeah, I graduated. Uh, Sometimes I had to take that baby to class with me. It was it was tough sometimes. Um, graduated, and I said, I just want to take care of this baby. I want to take care of my baby and be self sufficient. So I went and got a job. Did corporate America, did graphic design, uh, promo materials. I have designed everything from checkbooks for uh to for financial institutions like SunTrust, Wells Fargo, Discover Card, all the way to like packaging packaging design items for like homeware, home storage items. Um, in Walmart, Target, Lowe's, uh, the container store, it's pretty much if you have a hamper, if you have dryer balls, if, if you have, um, anything to help you organize stuff under your bed, more than likely I have designed the packaging for it. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> from, 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 from a while, from a while back. And, um, through that experience, I did branding, I mean, for All of those companies, I had to keep their brands consistent because their packaging had to be shown a different way. And this one I learned, oh, it's more than graphics. I have to know branding and you have to keep branding consistent. And that's when I was like, oh, you have to protect people's brands. So I said, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to do that. For the business owners in my community that I believe in, because they're doing amazing stuff—makers, bakers, singers, nonprofit leaders, all types of people doing cool stuff in Memphis—and I was like, if they, if I can do all that stuff and keep Target's brand consistent just with their package design, and Walmart, and Aldi's, and all these other places, I can do that for the mom, mom and pop shop down the street. I can do that for this speaker. I can do that for this nonprofit leader. And so I started doing that. Um, And then I decided I wanted to leave my job because I didn't like the way I didn't like um, the corporate America structure for me as a single mom at the time, it just wasn't working. I didn't like having my son in before and after school care to, uh, dropping off at school and then I go to work and then he has to go to after school care. And then I he just has like the rest of whatever energy I have left when I get home. And I know that that was, no, I mean, that's a normal work day for a lot of people, but I just didn't want to do that. And so I started trying to figure out a new life for myself and my son. And that's when I learned about entrepreneurship. I said okay, so that's when I started studying. I literally stopped listening to music. I started listening to podcasts. I started reading books from my um from my computer desk in my uh, on lunch break. And I was like, okay, entrepreneur is the magic word. I need to look into this. I need to look into this. And uh, I told my son, I said, baby, by the time you are in first grade. You won't have to go to daycare anymore. Mommy will be right here waiting for you when you get out of school. And oh, I kept wow. and I and I kept that promise. I kept saving money. I had clients that I was just building the portfolio, um, learning web design because I was really heavy on the print design side. I had to, even though I had a college degree, I had to go learn web. And so I did everything I could to learn it. And so in 2012, I launched my business. Um And my baby was with me. He was going to school and coming home. But also that same year, I started a business, uh, got married and had twins. OK, wow. <laughs> so I started the business, but it was also in survival mode at the same time. And so I had to learn how to get out of survival mode and start learning to grow uh, to work, not just to buy Pampers, but work to expand and grow a business and leave a legacy for my family. Um, And so I've been able to do that. I've been able to show other clients how to do that. Um, And we do a lot of teaching. We do a lot of design, a lot of brand consulting. And it is the most thrilling work. I love it. I absolutely love what I do. That is amazing, Dana. And I mean, I don't think people, first off, (laughs) are actually hear a lot of the passion that you have for what you Mm. do and that you actually love it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I I know I've heard your story many times and it's a story that I respect. Something that I want to tie back into this topic of gaining confidence, you mentioned some things in your story that I believe people often internalize as reasons to stop. Mm -hmm. So what gave you the confidence? You being a a single mother and, Mm -hmm. you know, Taking care of this baby and but also thinking about a legacy. You didn't just think mm-hmm. like you said, not just about Pampers. Not mm-hmm. only that, you heard some other stuff. You also mm-hmm. got married. You had yeah. you did a lot of things that people feel like they cannot have the confidence to do in mm-hmm. this world. What pushed you and what was the thing that said, I know you said you were you desired to learn more, but what mm-hmm. was the push? What was the thing was that the got push? you out of your comfort zone? Okay, so it's a couple of things that got me out of my comfort zone. And since we're going to talk real talk, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Um, As a corporate professional, I was on a salary. But I would notice the employers that I had, sometimes, every now and then, they would hire a consultant. And they would get paid like five figures to come in and fix some some sort of problem with the company uh, and come in for like four weeks, you know, and fix some type of problem. And that's when I said, okay, they get paid $20,000 to fix one problem. I'm on salary and I'm I'm fixing 10 to 20 problems and barely bringing home $2,000 a month. And I said, I don't don't like the way that, I just didn't like the way that felt. And you know what? I didn't even get mad about it. I said, I need to get to the other side. And I was like, what is it about corporate culture to where they don't trust their own employees? You know, and I, and and I, and not all corporations are like that, but the ones that some that I have been a part of and some that my creative colleagues talk about, which is why a lot of us have started businesses in the first place, just felt like they were never trusted. Like they didn't trust what was in their own backyard. Um, That was something that, that was one thing that pushed me. I was like, let me see what this consultant thing is all about. Um, That that was one thing that pushed me. Another thing that pushed me was knowledge. You know, a lot of times we're scared, right? And I, I started just immersing myself in information about entrepreneurship. Nobody around me was talking about entrepreneurship. Everybody was talking to me about going on vacation, buying the latest house, buying the latest car, what you're doing on the weekend. And I had to go... Find a way to virtually surround myself with some more information. And that's when I ran up on a podcast that was just talking about entrepreneurship and how, first of all, I will never be a person that bashes people that work a nine to five. You better do what you got to do. And honestly, the people that stay on their businesses as long as they can before they launch their business, they're the most successful, to be honest. OK, mm-hmm. so and, and so I never bash that. But for my my particular situation, it was time for me to go. I had learned everything I could learn. It was time. It was time for me in my personal journey uh, to go. And so that was something that stuck out to me when I in that podcast. It said, you know, when you stay in one place too long, you run the risk of losing intelligence. Mm. and i was like oh my mm-hmm. god and i was and what did that mean i was in one place as a millennial you know, I was at one place for a very long time so that means i didn't know what the outside world looked like i did not know that entrepreneurship if you do it right is safer than leaving your your fate and your destiny in the hands of an employer if you do entrepreneurship right I had no idea that I could make my entire salary in one month. Nobody ever talked to me about that. School didn't pre- prepare me for that. I had to go find that information. And so wow. th- that's what gave me the leap to f- figure out that I could do it. I was like, I, I can try this. And also I had this baby. I was like, I might be scared out of, out of my mind, but I got to try. I just got to see if I can do it. So those were some things that pushed me. Wow. See, and that to me goes back to the idea of mental toughness, right? Mm-hmm. So you were building mm-hmm. that mental toughness where you start to build these skills mm-hmm. um, that also not only build skills, but build on what you already know to be true, build on your already strengths that you have, um, helps to redefine your weaknesses and also just help you to excel overall. Absolutely. So can you tell us how you continue to build that mental toughness to be a, a leader, a standout mm-hmm. leader? Mm-hmm. I continue to build that toughness by, again, just like I did when I was trying to go from corporate to full-time, I saturated myself in information and positive messages. I, I, you know, as far as my circle, I talked to people that supported those type of decisions and I started keeping a lot of other stuff to myself. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, telling some people in my circle, Hey, I'm going to do this, you know, and I knew the right people to tell it to. And I knew the people that would have my back. And I knew some people that would just not understand because they wanted the best for me. And nine to five is considered security. It is considered the ultimate, um, proof that you have succeeded. Uh, because you're getting paid after college and, you know, all this other stuff. And so I had to learn to develop mental toughness by listening to my own voice. And I had to do it. It was daily. It was a daily thing. It was like a mental reconditioning. It was almost like I was in the gym in my mind. And I, and I had to. Re- and the other thing is now I got these babies. I have yes. to continue. I'm not gonna go back to work to for most of my income to go to daycare. That makes no sense to me. I'm not gonna do that i have to I have to see it through. I have to see it through, even when I got sick. I said, You know what I'm gonna keep building this business from this hospital bed because at this point, I'm at the point of no return. I have to keep going. Mm. So I was in my mind, I was in the gym. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think people, again, your story is one of not only confidence, but a perseverance. And Mm -hmm. one that, you know, I think a lot of times we don't see that our ability to make things, you know, work out or even see a future. But what Mm -hmm. I continue to hear throughout your story is that you, visualize yourself. It's even more interesting that you design, but you visualize yourself and you had a goal. So you were able to set strategic plans in order to Mm -hmm. achieve the goal. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that out there? (laughs) And I'll even be honest with you, you know, as you grow older and as you get more information, then your goals and your plans become, they, they become bigger and better and they change. At the time, I just wanted to start a business and replace the income that I was making at my job. And I got exactly what I envisioned. Now realizing I could make more. And so I had wow. to learn how I, I had to learn how to not just visualize to have just enough. If I'm a creative person, I'm put here to dream big. So why not dream as big from uh big for myself like I do other people? You're like right. I do for other people. So that was that was something, yeah, that I had to do and still continuously do. It's a continuous practice. Yeah, it is a continuous practice. And I think also you mentioned something, Dana, Lord Jesus. Every time we talk is very therapeutic. I you know. But <laughs> I one thing you just said is envisioning we think so big for other people, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're so willing to support others in leadership. Mm-hmm. We're so willing to support other people in their work-life balance and mm-hmm. becoming more spiritually and physically healthy. How do we start to take back that power? Not to say that we don't support others, but how mm-hmm. did you shift your mind to also believe in yourself? Therapy. I'm not even going to lie to you. Let's cut to the chase. And that didn't come till years later. But I, I started, before I got into therapy, I would just listen to positive messages. And then in my work, I help a lot of creative professionals. And I kept seeing the same mental patterns. I need this big old logo and I need this website that says who I am. But they're afraid to get on Instagram. They're afraid to get on YouTube. They think that the logo and the website will do all the work for them and that now they can go hide somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what w- w- what I have seen with creative professionals is if you're creative, you have a vivid imagination. Unfortunately, yeah. creatives tend to imagine the worst case scenario for themselves and the best case scenario for other people, we, sh- we, we we have dreams for other people and we show ourselves nightmares because we overthink and we think about all the things that could go wrong. And we self soothe by working on our logos and color palettes and our portfolio uh, for a year, not realizing we're not doing the work of building a business. And so, yes. yeah. And, and so that's what I had to learn for myself. Like, you know what? Stop saying it's not going to work out. Yes, it is. And and also there's a contract that I made with myself. I said, no matter what, every day I'm going to keep going. Whether I move 10 miles today and an inch tomorrow, every day I'm going to move. Every day I'm going to move towards my goal. I will never stop. no, No matter how I feel, I will never stop. Ooh, so here's the thing. I'm going to ask you this because I think this is a, a big topic right now. Mm-hmm. Dana, I know you to be a jazzy, classy, well put together, always great timing woman and a very mm. happily womanly woman. And I say mm. that because. A lot of us women that achieve a lot, let's make it clear, let's make it plain. I know I have uh, listeners and viewers of all backgrounds and races, but y'all know I love to talk about my black women. Mm-hmm. So. What I'm going to say here is, you know, there's this expectation that we lose parts of ourselves, more specifically femininity Mm -hmm. um, and more specifically our softness, especially Mm -hmm. when we're entrepreneurs. There's this idea that we always have to fight. We always Mm -hmm. have to fight everywhere, fight at home, fight at school, Mm -hmm. fight at Mm -hmm. work, Mm -hmm. fight in business. Mm hmm. How do Mm -hmm. you maintain yourself in Mm -hmm. all of this? And how do you view yourself as a leader? You know, that's not a masculine, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. uh, or overly masculinized. Overly masculine. Every leader has to have some masculine qualities, just like every male has to, you know, have some feminine qualities. So how do you balance that? So and that was that was interesting. It's interesting that you say that because I come from a corporate world where often black women are ignored, um, mm-hmm. made to feel like their ideas are not that great, but they really are. Um, you know, I've t- even I've talked to a lot of black women that are literally holding up corporations by their pinky finger and they get no credit for it. You're keeping them from making the biggest mistakes, you know, yeah. and I came from that and I had to unlearn a lot of that be- behavior and, not, and I had to make sure I had to to not treat myself um, that way, and honestly, running a business became on-the-job training for me to step into my power um, as a woman. And honestly, I pull from my feminine and my masculine every chance I get. I read my history. I, I I think about, you know, you know, moving in grace. Now, my leadership style is to move in grace and to give people grace and to I don't do that bash marketing and stuff. Because I now I understand procrastination is really connected to fear and trauma. I understand that now, so I don't get online and say, "Hey, Sis, why ain't you done this yet? That's not my style because I understand procrastination and people not making a move. It has everything to do with anxiety and not to do with laziness, most of the time. but there sometimes I will pull from my I will pull from my masculine. I can't help it when I'm designing, I feel like a sniper. I feel like it's my job to find out what all the voids are in my client's industry so that they can fill it, you know, so that, so mm-hmm. they can fill that void up. I think about Af- African Queens who were military generals. They was in their feminine, they were in their feminine. And so I can pull from both at any time and not feel guilty about switching back and forth. And so that's the part, that's me giving myself grace to go back and forth and lead with, um, lead with compassion, but fight for my clients. Like I'm a lion. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. love fight for my clients. Like I'm a lion. And even if we think about the lioness, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to think about natural order. She is the hunter. She's she the, the hunter the, who protects yes. the, the lion rules. Yes. The neck. Of yes. the Yes. She and her feminine and I'm in my feminine when I tell you as a client, oh, you're going to crush all these people and I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. You got this. And this is the the strategy that we're going to use so that you will be in business and outlast everyone. I I get down like that when I'm talking to my clients, (laughs) you know, but I also tell them and also you are enough. And that's yes. why you don't have to offer 10,000 things. So it's a mixture of masculine and nurturing. Spirit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That nurturing spirit. I know you've had to pull that out with me mm-hmm. several times and I thank you for it. So <laughs> I thank you for letting story. me do it. Yes. And I want to also bring up uh, the fact that you you've talked about this so eloquently. I -hmm. think something else that we have to confront here, because we've talked about, you know, the workplace, we've talked about Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and moving into that. Mm -hmm. How do you work this into your life setting? You you are a mom, three, you are a wife. Mm -hmm. How does that confidence building work there and passing on that legacy? Hmm. Let's see if I can answer your question. You know, what's interesting is because I have children, I knew that I was going to have to make moves that counted. I knew that. So like, for instance, creatives, creative professionals, artists, designers, photographers, dancers, or whoever, DJs, we're taught to send out an invoice and wait for the money and get paid and then work for a little bit and then close that project out and do another one. Like, that's what we were taught to do. Um, And I realized me having these children and wanting to spend more time with them, I'm going to have to restructure my business so that as a creative person, I can get uh, paid for my creative strategies, for my consulting, uh, as well as the creative work that I do. The older they got, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get from behind this desk. I have to get from behind this desk and I need to start getting paid for what I know, not just what my hands can do. And so what I had had to do a constant life hacking, you know what I mean? So as they got older, I've changed the business model. So that I could spend more time with them. So now I do roll over and I see I've gotten paid thousands of dollars and it wasn't it wasn't hard. You see what I'm saying? I roll over in the middle of the night and I hear a ding, ding, ding. I had to I had to build that because I have these children who are growing up right before my eyes. And 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 I'm going to share an honest moment with you. You know, uh, Dr. Nina, my oldest son, who I promised I would, he wouldn't have to go to daycare again. When I first started my business again, there was a, a lot of knowledge that I was still learning. Uh, and I started it like a lot of business owners do in survival mode. And I'm going to be honest, for a lot of black women, there's a reason why we are the highest. Uh, we're, we're the group of like this this highest group of um, new entrepreneurs. And it's because we are trying to be better bosses to ourselves than our previous bosses. You know what I'm saying? I really believe that, that um is 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 what it is. And so a lot of us start our businesses in survival mode, just trying to get the heck out of wherever we came from before. And so I was like that. And so what does that mean? I was working 16, 17 hour days in the beginning. And my son said, Mama, I I love what you I love. You know your work, but I don't want to work like this behind a desk all these hours. And the it made oh my god! He was like oh, wow, he was like eight, and I said that that convicted me so bad that I'm teaching my son that in order to be prosperous, you have to be a slave to your desk. And I had to i, I and I, I was watching that, I said he is learning from me how to make money. I am teaching him that you have to do things the hard way that's another reason why I had to change my business and you know what? No, you don't have to have children to to have these realizations. I'm just telling you what it took for me to get to where I am. That makes sense, and we appreciate that you telling us that because you're the one who introduced to me that there's other ways of balancing that and there's other things that present in your life even if you don't have children because I do plan to have children mm-hmm. I don't yet
1: right. but you've
0: also reminded me that I birth many things that take nurturing that take listening to that take helping you with direction and goals oh, yes, building oh, a yes. legacy before uh, and I think that what you say applies to all of us whether we have Absolutely. children or not husbands or not wives mm-hmm. or not um uh, mm-hmm. Boyfriends or girlfriends are not. or oh, whatever. Like you're still building a legacy. We're still building a legacy because my legacy extends past my immediate family. It's my community. You know, I want entrepreneurs to be able to build something that can't be burnt down. I want entrepreneurs to be able to make money from anywhere. So it extends past the vision I have for the people that live in my house. It's not even just about my immediate family. I love that. I love that. I certainly hope that you all are enjoying the show. We'll be right back after this quick break. We are back. Let's go ahead and dive right back into the second part of the show. now I have another question for you. How did you balance everything spiritually? We have a lot of Mm -hmm. listeners that ask a lot of questions about spirituality when it comes to achievement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because we have, many of us have grown Mm -hmm. up, you know, I know I grew up Church of God in Christ, you know, Pentecostal. Uh-huh. I a sure. Southern Baptist. Yeah. Uh, Southern Baptist. You have lots of different mm-hmm. things out here. And people feel like sometimes their spirituality, which is not, I, I think, again, that's religion. But mm-hmm. religiosity and mm-hmm. spirituality, which I think are two different things. However, I think people think they conflict or conflict mm-hmm. with their dreams, their goals, and what they're putting into that. And they almost feel guilty. So what would you say to those people? What would you say to those people? I would say, okay, so religion taught me that as a woman, I should be in the back and not in the front and that I shouldn't even be teaching. Spirituality taught me that me being in my purpose and teaching is the closest that I can possibly get to God. Okay, Mm -hmm. I I look at birds and how they chirp And they get worms and they just doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's how close to God I am. That's how I feel because what I realize is my work, it's my activism, it's my ministry, it's my gift. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And that took a lot of, that's not a lesson I got right away. That's not a lesson I got right away. A lot of times people separate jobs from spirituality. But when you're doing exactly what you were born to do, you can't be no closer to the God than that. How? Right. How could you be? How could And that and that's and now again, that's my philosophy. I don't push that on anybody, but that's what helped me to be comfortable in the front teaching, designing, giving, talking, teaching. I am doing just what I was designed to do. Just like a bird eating a worm. I'm doing. Wow. I, I am in tune and I am in step. And let me tell you something. If you want to hear from God for real, for real, start a business, start a business and you're going to start hearing some spiritual stuff or whatever it is that you follow, whether your God is in you in the sky, wherever it is, when you, when you start something where you have to take risks, and, and different things like that. You're having a bet on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, it, for me, again, that took life hacking. I think, you know, my, my jobs before, maybe they did feel like a conflict between what I'm supposed to do in, the, do in this world and, and what I'm doing, making a living. But I, I fix it to where what I do for a living lines up with what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and my God-given purpose. And it helps me to take care of my family And it helps me to be there for my family time-wise. So it all works together. Even when I started the business, I had to hack into that too. To make it all work for my spirituality, for the way I raise my family, for the type of marriage I want to have, and for the type of relationships and friendships that I want to have. And for the people I want to mentor and stuff. I had to hack into that. And so I I truly do feel that I'm 100% in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I love that. And you are, you are, it shows through your work. It shows through all of that. I know that, you know, I was a, a rediscovery with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I was exposed to you, exposed to you again, and then exposed to you again in another life. Yeah. it was at the right time that it we were able to work with one another. And we're going to say that for another podcast. So I feel like this going to take us down another road, y'all. Get ready for that. <laughs> That's a good story, too. <laughs> That's a great story is looking for something when you don't even know you need it. Mm-hmm. I, I, so what I'm going to ask now, I have something called a dope segment, Dana. And mm-hmm. I built this into my second season, mainly because I knew I would have people on like you. People in my network. Who are not only just high-level professionals, entrepreneurs, and respected beings in their communities and beyond, but also my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like my, yeah. my closest people, the people I love, the people I revere. So, with that said, I'm gonna tell you what "dope" stands for, and I want you to tell us a little or tell the people. Will you telling me too? How do you feel this same fits into your life and how you exude dopeness? So dope for me in this segment stands for destined to obtain prosperity in everything. I'm going to say that again. Destined to obtain prosperity in everything. So Dana, how are you Mm. in your dopeness? (laughs) Destined to obtain prosperity every day. Or and in I have, everything. Or, or 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 in everything, um, I I tend to, I work to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. I work to do that for my children. Like it doesn't make sense for me. You, I knew I was on the right path when I was like, told my son, "Hey, you want to come work for me?" Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. See, that's what I'm working towards, right? But that's just not. That's one level of prosperity. Uh, the other level is when I first started my business, my goal was to be able to take my baby to the park at 10 in the morning without having to clock out. I, I used to envy people who would be out and about lollygagging in the morning. So I'm like, what kind of life is it that you have? I want that life. <laughs> and and I achieved it. And now I'm taking three babies to the park. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I'm looking at that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm doing it remotely. I don't have a big building. I don't have a big office. I don't need any of those things to touch the world. That's what right. pros- that's what prosperity is to me. Then I think about the results that I've gotten from my clients. See, that's part of my story too. It's not just me. I look at what I've done for me. Was, I'm able to take that. And have I worked with six and f- fig- six and seven figure clients? Yes. But I've el- also helped to grow six and seven figure clients. That's prosperity. That mm. is prosperity. I teach. I love to teach, and when I teach, I live to see. I love to see when that light bulb turns on in a person's head, and their shoulders relax, and they're like, "Oh, I got it." You know, that's me doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's prosperity to me. Being able to sleep at night, knowing that I did everything that I was supposed to do that day, and that my work is enough, my presence is enough to me. That's what dope is. Oh, you nailed it. I love it. I love it. Y'all are here first. Dana is all about that legacy. Dana is all about having what we can consider as entrepreneurial spirits and beings that balance, which is going to take some high levels of work at some points, but also some Mm -hmm. ability to sit back, relax, and look at what you built. And so I hear that all through your story. I hear Mm -hmm. mental Toughness, I hear um grit, but also softness and nurturing, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like they can be a wonderful balance in this world, so. Dana, I want to say we are so happy that you have joined us today. We thank you so much for being here. And before we go, I want to make sure you tell the people where you're most comfortable with them finding you, looking for you. Now, all your links are going to be placed, you all, in the show notes so you can find all of Dana's links there. But, Dana, could you tell them where to find Mm -hmm. you? Yes. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. So my website for my business, which is called Cheers Creative, is at www.cheerscreative.com. That's Cheers with an S on 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 the end. Cheerscreative.com, and we are everywhere at Cheers Creative. Okay. And then my personal website is Dana com. And I would love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I don't know why people sleep on LinkedIn, but I don't. I love it. Connect with me on LinkedIn and also connect with me on Instagram at Dana James Mwangi. Awesome, Dana. Mm -hmm. We are so, again, we feel so blessed to have had you. And I know that this is going to be a big uplifting for many of you all out there, if not all. And we will definitely be having Dana back on. I'm so excited because she is one of the dopest people out there. I mean, if you don't know, now you know and you better Google her and look up all these wonderful things she's done. Um, and we definitely are so happy that you came and, and spent time with us today. I can't wait to be back. It's on. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you want to yes. leave the audience with any last comments? Um, any last comments? COVID in 2020, I know, y'all, you didn't think it, this year was going to be this way. I know you didn't. Mm-mm. It is important. No. It is important to give yourself with give yourself grace saturate yourself in positive messages don't beat yourself up don't try to reach for perfection you know my partner S.O. Tulsa and that's what he tells me he said everybody's always obsessed with perfection and perfection is not attainable but excellence is mm-hmm. so, so, so reach for you know reach for excellence and just show up every day even if you just work three minutes on your stuff today 30 minutes tomorrow a whole work day the next day don't stop moving. You would be surprised what would happen if you just refuse to stop, even past the logical point to quit. This is still, still, this is still your year, no matter what. Diana, you said it loud for the folks in the back. Y'all heard that this is still your year, and what you do with what's left of it is up to you, but you definitely have options. Mm hmm definitely have options. So we thank you for those words. Very, very much needed at this time. Very much on point. And I, you were speaking to me. So I appreciate, mm. it. Well, thank I appreciate you. it. So we're definitely so again, happy. I know I can't stop saying it. Happy to have Dana on today. And this won't be the last. So thank you all again for listening in and thank you for being here, Dana. Thank you, Dr. Nina. Now, if that wasn't chicken soup for the soul, I don't know what is. I admire Dana. She has come leaps and bounds in life and has seen the ups and downs that can occur just through living, right? And I feel that she's overcome so many things and embodies the ideal of true beauty, beauty, femininity, womanhood, strength. And, and I really do admire her and all that she does and continues to do in her life, in all of her many different roles. She's such a motivation. So I hope that you guys received so much from this episode and hearing those ways to tackle becoming a real leader and stepping into your divine leadership. That is exactly where we're headed, no matter what you do in life, no matter what you're choosing to do. So that's it for today, but stay tuned for more. Make sure that you subscribe so that you know when I post my next episode and sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellishervey.com. And you're also going to receive my free eight-day supernatural video course. It is amazing, y'all. I'm not just tooting my own horn, but beep, beep. You know, y'all contact me all the time and let me know how much you're loving that course and it just makes me happy and smile from ear to ear to here, ear to ear to here. Oh, that was a lot to say. <laughs> but you know what, guys? You can find me everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. I'll be so happy to have you over there and join the community on YouTube of over one point one million amazing supporters. You guys are so awesome. I cannot be or express even more thanks. I I just I can't y'all y'all are are just bomb so make sure that you head there and that's it for today y'all Dr. Nina signing out peace